It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the wonderful wonderful Coachella Valley Invitational. We're live here after the LA Galaxy's game against Austin FC. That game finishing in a final 3-1. to one. We're glad everybody could join us today, and thank you to the LA Galaxy for inviting us out and being able to put on a live show right here for you. Glad to have you aboard. Also hanging out with us today is my good co-host, Mr. Kevin Baxter. Kev, how you doing? Did you say Coachella? Coachella, yeah. It's like it's the Italian version of that. Okay. That's how it works. How you doing, Kevin? Good? Yeah, don't talk to me. Talk to okay. the guest uh, here. All right. Very good. Well, we want to get to it for sure. Uh, we're happy to have him uh, coming in and stopping by for the first time on the podcast. Everybody, big warm welcome to Mr. Diego Fagundes. Diego, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. No, thank you guys for having me. See what you missed all those years you were playing elsewhere? You could have been doing this. <laughs> podcast, huh? o- Only 16 seasons in, see? Hey, we're, it's true. We're almost it's getting there. Never late for something else. Huh? That's, that's good. Hey, so uh, tell us about the preseason so far obviously we've seen some of the results out there i know you guys have been working hard what's the important part of this preseason for you we're making mistakes right now and i guess it's the best time to make them because when the season comes we can't really have those mistakes um it's right now we need to learn a lot um and we are little by little and at the end of the day um we might not be there fully there but um what do we have 10 more days right now so um 10 more days to for us to get better um, and then the important game comes the 25th. So um, I know everybody's ready for it. Um, we're still missing some key players in this. So um, once we have everybody healthy and everybody ready to go, um, we'll definitely be better. Now, now I heard you got to sleep in your own bed, but now you're out here at Coachella. So, you know, still shifting around a little bit. Things are feeling good. But how are you feeling here in Los Angeles? You feeling settled? I finally feel like I'm at home. Um, I, I finally found a place to live. I'm not in a hotel, which is amazing. Sleeping in my own bed. Um, today, I found out my dogs are actually in L.A. now. Okay. So that, that kind of makes it a lot better. Right. Um, so I'm actually excited to get back home and uh, be with them, be with family and everything. So um, I'm excited. Like I said, this it, it's nice coming into a team and doing whole preseason with everybody, get to know the whole system, the whole organization. And like I said, I'm ready to start. Um, I want to I want to do well this year. I want to score goals, assists, and have this team make it as far as we can. Uh, in terms of progression now, we're getting closer to – you went 90 minutes today, right? Yeah. You went the whole deal. How are you feeling? Is it, is it a stretch for you or, or are you feeling like you're getting locked in? No, I feel like I'm getting locked in. Um, it's, I think uh, last year was a little tough after everything, having a baby, moving here, being in a hotel, being in Airbnb. Um, it was quite a bit in my mind. Right. Uh, mentally, I think was not the right way to do it. Um, but this year, starting brand new, being already at home, coming here, I feel fit. I feel good. Uh, I'm happy. Um, I'm actually excited to see where, what this year I can do. 
Did you say your dog is here? <laughs> My dogs, yeah. Like, like in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Like yeah, yeah, roaming I, around the streets. I, I, wish, <laughs> I wish they were in Coachella. But no. They're roaming the streets or someone taking care of them? No, my wife is taking care of okay, them. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as Josh said, you're in Coachella, as you just said. Um, do you, I know you came in at the end of last season, but you only had a couple months and the team has changed. Is this being sequestered here, being away from family for a while, just with your teammates, how helpful is that in, in building that chemistry? It's huge, um, and I think that's why every team does it. We go away for a reason. We try to bond as a team, stick together. Um, we train. We see each other. We're in our rooms with each other, playing different games, talking. We're going to the meal rooms together. We're going to dinner together. Sometimes we even get tired of each other. But <laughs> it's part of it, but that's what we want. We want to have that chemistry on and off the field, and I think the, once you start doing that, you, you start seeing what we can do on the field. Um, and like I said, there's still a couple key players that are still out. So um, I think once we have everybody, the full squad ready, um, we can definitely do some damage. What, what's the what's the sort of the biggest adjustment you guys need to make from from last year to this year? I know uh, Greg talks about defense, and clearly that's a that's a big focus. But it's everybody playing defense, right? Yeah, I think I think everybody needs to understand it's not just the defenders that play defense. That we all have to do it, and then everybody has to be committed to what we want to do. Um, if we want to be a good team, everybody needs to work hard. Everybody needs to defend. Everybody needs to attack. It doesn't matter if you're a DP, the youngest player. Um, we all need to do it. So, um, and I think that's one thing that we're definitely doing well this year, and you can see. It, Maybe the results are not showing, but um, the football is definitely there, and that's important. Um, now we need to turn that around and make sure that the results are there because when people are seeing the games and they see results, it doesn't look good for us. So right. at the end of the day, you have to you have to really um, focus, and I think today we probably could have had a couple more goals. I know myself I could have, um, but that's always something that we can get better right now during preseason and sharpen up, and then during the season, hopefully those go in. When you're playing, as you mentioned, the full team is not here yet. So when you're playing with the guys that you have here, do you look at, like, where am I going to fit in when the full team is here? Am I going to be a starter? Am I going to be on this wing or that wing? Am I going to be coming off the bench? No, to be honest, I'm not looking at I'm just looking to see how good I can be. Um, all I want to do is help out the team. So it doesn't matter if I'm a starter or if I'm not. Um, you just have to go out there and give it your all and do your best. Um, at the end of the day, everybody's watching. You have to earn your spot on this team. And it doesn't matter if you're, like I said, if you're a youngster or if you're a DP, um, we all have to come out here and improve and help out this team. If you're not helping out the team, then why, why play? Who, who's got the uh, the best games in their room right now? Where Where's everybody hanging out afterwards? I, I need to know this. This is important stuff. I, I, I've heard there's some blackjacks in some rooms. Um, just just rumors. Rumors, uh, just yeah. Rumors, yeah. Right. It's from what I've heard, you know, some pickleball. Um, pickleball? Maybe some Netflix shows, you know. Okay. Yeah, All right. A couple little things, and there's little groups and stuff that do different things. So um, it's actually a lot of fun that, to hang out with the guys and everything. But like I said, um, there's music going around, right. complaints from people that were being too loud. <laughs> hey, if we're not if we're not having fun and having that chemistry grow, then what are we really doing here? You know. Right. Right. What's the What's the goal for this team? to try and come into 2024 obviously a little reset from 2023 some things have changed a lot of personnel has sort of moved around what- i think i think it's definitely uh, be better than last year um start off the year well i know i wasn't here last year when you guys when they started um but i keep hearing we need to start the year well so i think that's the key part um and like i said i think it should start from here um but like i said the results are not showing right now and we need to change that around from everybody it doesn't it's not just from the players that are playing everybody the whole organization we all need to be better um and we are i think you can see it um i'm actually excited for the first game because i know this is going to be a different team and um i think people are going to see that This team has big expectations, this franchise. You know, it's won five MLS Cups. It's been a long time since their last one. You've played on other clubs. How does this feel different, those expectations, the pressure to perform? 
let's be honest. If if the Galaxy doesn't make the playoffs, then it, people are going to be disappointed. They have five stars for a reason, right? Um, I came here for to, to win a championship and try to get as far as I can. And um, if we're not doing that, then we're not we're not showing up. Um, at the end of the day, the players need to show up every game, uh, play hard, win games, because um, we are better than that. Uh, I think if you ask any team what or in the world, if you ask what teams do they know from from MLS, they're going to say the Galaxy, and that's huge. So, um, like I said, that last year wasn't good enough, and I know we need to improve, and we will. That we'll, we'll get there. Uh, How does that manifest? If it comes, you'll see. How does that manifest itself in the locker room, though? I mean, do, do players feel that? Because you you were on other teams where you know, hey, if we have a winning record, that's good. No, I think everybody understands that. Um, they, Sometimes I wish that we had fans that were flies run around training because uh, trainings are not easy. We're, we get on each other. We try to improve, and um, it might not show sometimes, but we are. We, we Everybody wants to get better. No one wants to lose. I, everybody hates losing, even when we play competitive in training. No, every, everyone hates to lose. Today was not good enough, and um, sure, it's preseason, but it's still everybody's disappointed. No one's going to leave here happy about it. Um, we're all going to look back on what mistakes we made and how can we get better, and that's why we have films sessions so we can go back look at it and make sure that we're um prepared for the next game all right last one for you and we'll let you get out of here i know they're holding the bus for you um you're an east coast guy now now you're out here on the west coast so what's your favorite thing on the west coast now is it is it the weather this is winter 61 degrees outside and sunshine no it's definitely the weather um don't get me wrong like the east coast was a lot of fun um i like the weather is different the winter was too cold so i wasn't a big fan of that um but after living for 20 years there, I had to deal with it, and it was fine. Um, but here, it's amazing. Like you said, 61 today. Um, some people wear jackets, and I don't know how. <laughs> we can keep it like that. Um, here I am. Sometimes we're shirtless and stuff over here and um, enjoying the nice weather. Awesome. Well, hey, big round of applause for Diego Fagundes. Diego, thanks Thank for guys. coming on. I appreciate everybody supporting us. and. Uh, February 25th is around the corner, and we're all excited for it. Awesome. There you go, Diego Fagundes. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. All right. Diego talking about the uh, all of the uh, the results and, and you know, and, and Galaxy look still... Look still, at the still soiled wins. uniform. That's the guy that put in a shift today. That's right. I mean, he's he worked 90 minutes, and that's really... We're starting to see some of that. We're starting to see the, the players stretch their fitness, right? So that's what you're seeing here at the end of the game is guys going 90 minutes for the first time, um, and that's all in the development of everything that's going on. So um, a really interesting sort of look at, at what it is, and Diego is, is one of the best guys for sure. Um, yeah, we are. Well, we're going to next be joined by LA Galaxy head coach, Greg Vanny. Greg, how's it going? It's good to see you. All right. We'll, uh, we'll try to get this going. Um, three games. So winless now in preseason. I know the results don't matter. Diego was saying, though, you know, results eventually are going to matter for you. How do you feel the team is progressing in preseason so far? And, and where do you think fitness-wise everybody is? Yeah, I think uh, what's most important in preseason is performances, both individual performances and, and the recognizing over time the group's collective performance getting uh, improving. Uh, I think, you know, results matter, obviously, as we get closer to the start because you want to have that the positive energy that comes from getting results and the work that you put in. I don't think ultimately they're in standings they don't, but I think there's a, a good vibe that comes from winning always and you want that momentum behind you. So when we're out here, we are playing to try to win games and close out games. Uh, I'm pleased with the, in general, with the group's fitness. Obviously, we have a number of guys that we didn't see out there today because they are prog either progressing in their fitness or they're in the final stages of healing from various things that uh, 2023 gave us. They're right. trying to get behind us. Um, and then we have a few guys still to show up. And so 
there's still some new faces and some other faces you'll see that didn't see there today. But the fitness of the group is improving. We saw some guys get 90 minutes. I right. thought in stretches of the 90 minutes, guys looked a little tired, which yeah. is normal at this stage, which means your brain and your feet don't connect and your decisions sometimes aren't aren't exactly where you want them to be but the more fitness you gain the clearer things become and and uh and for today i thought for 70 minutes we were quite solid um needed to be a little better in the final action i think we could have probably created a little separation for ourselves if we finish off a couple of those tacks better uh and then we left ourselves vulnerable at the end for a couple silly mistakes that um that end up being the difference in the game, and those are things we have to eliminate. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah, I saw some some first minutes for guys like uh, Martin Caceres is out there. Daniel Aguirre, I think, was out there for yep. a little bit. How nice is it to get those guys back, and what do you see sort of at their path to recovery? Yeah, it was uh, starting with Martin. It's great to see Martin. It's been eight-plus months, I think, before since Martin is last on the field. You just see his, his experience, his calm, his recognition of situations, uh, just so aware of, of what's going on in the game and what the team needs in any given moment. Uh, seeing him and Maya together was nice, nice two really experienced guys who really understand the game. That was nice to see. Uh, he's a machine, Martin, so fitness-wise, I think he was okay. So it's now just building up soccer fitness and, and uh, getting his minutes as we progress towards the start of the season. It was good to see Danny. He's, you know, he picked up a little bit of a, an MCL strain at right. the end of last season. Uh, and it's been a slow process really trying to get him over the the final hurdle of this. But tonight, getting him out to uh, to get 30 minutes in, again, I felt like he did a nice, solid, professional job, which he always does. And uh, so it's good to get him going. So and, and now the midfield starting to shape up. Gaston should be back in the in the mix for the next match. Yeah, I think we saw pictures of him training yesterday. Yeah, so. he's training, training full, and he looks good. So uh, he should be back in. And Ricky's... Just on recovery from the ankle injury last year and just having some some little issues that people have in preseason when it comes to soreness and achiness, and we're just trying to build him in towards the first game. So we're trying to modify a little bit there. So, and Dayon has a bit of a hip pointer right. that he picked up in the very first preseason game, but he's starting to train again. So hopefully by Wednesday, we'll start to reintegrate him. So uh, we're getting there. We're starting to get whole, hopefully, and we can keep it that way. That's Probably the most important thing is to try to start the season off with as many guys healthy and fit as possible. I was really glad to hear you say that about the results. You know, so many coaches in position like yours with a lot of players missing, you know, Gabriel Peck's not here yet, um, would say it's preseason results don't matter. But it does. I mean, someone's keeping score for a reason. And I'm wondering how important that is a guy like like Diego, we saw, you know, leave here, put in a real 90 minute shift. And didn't get rewarded for it. It, it. You need that reward to go into the season to feel good about yourself. I think you can feel good about yourself about your performances as well. Uh, but I do think that the the objective in professional sports is to win games, and so I think learning how to win is important. Not making mistakes at the end of the game, making smart decisions, clearing balls that you need to clear, making good decisions, and game management is a part of of winning and you need to we need to work that out here and we need to make sure that we get that sorted out so that when we do show up on opening day and for the season that we have those skills under our belt too that we're not okay just making mistakes because it's preseason no we need to close the mistakes we need to make sure that we are playing 90 minutes very professional in a very solid manner and we are you know both protecting our goal but also I felt today if we if we're better in the final action, I think we're up 2-1, 3-1 maybe because we were there a few times and just didn't right. execute. 
that's got to get better. But I think that comes with preseason a little bit. You, we've spent a lot of the first three and a half, four weeks really trying to focus on our defensive organization. Then we built into our possession. And now the, as we approach and get guys healthy and get guys back, it's going to be a lot more about the final action so we can hopefully put teams away and not be playing on the edge for 90 minutes all the time. When you talk about all the injuries, it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? You're missing some key uh people but you need to put 11 people on the field so it opens sure. up people like Tyler Lempley maybe a guy that you didn't expect to get a ton of minutes or a guy that you would focus on he's really been impressive so far is this are there some guys that maybe have changed your mind about them a little bit but Tucker is a guy I didn't know that well so just speaking <laughs> I mean we speak individually I didn't know him that well I saw him at UCLA sometimes but you never know how a player is going to handle the next level when they make that jump uh, but ever since he arrived day one, he's got a great competitive spirit. He's got a good mind for the game. He's technically clean. He's learning kind of the system and positionally we used him in slightly different ways, but he shows a nice capacity to kind of play inside of our system and do the things that we want him to do. And he's got a left foot, which is different than our other central midfielders who tend to want to go off to the right. He'll take the game back the other way, which is a, uh, which is just an interesting addition, but he's a highly competitive kid. So he gets out there and he competes, and that's important too as you're making the jump. Um, you know, as far as the other guys, you, you got to get everyone ready for a season. So it's an opportunity even for, you know, for players who are going to play a role in the season to get ready. It's an opportunity to see. We've seen Ruben uh, Ramos, who is one of our young 16-year-old academy kids, has played quite a few minutes in preseason. Harbor Miller, who we didn't see today, has gotten some minutes, and they've really kind of experienced professional soccer So, and others through the course of, uh, of preseason. But we're trying to get everybody ready for the season and then take a look at a few players where you sometimes don't have that luxury in the course of a regular season just to see how their progression is coming along like those, like the young guys. And here you're doing it in front of a crowd, which is different from... An- sure. Yeah, and it's against you know, MLS level players on the other side. And it's not always easy to create those uh, situations for those young players so that you can get a real assessment of where they are relative to the level. You know, it's, you get them into the second team environment, but that's still a big jump from the second team environment to a first team match. So we've been able to give those guys an experience and they'll, they'll leave this with the knowledge of, okay, this is where I need to get better and improve to be able to be ready for that. And and same with the staff who's in charge of helping them to develop and grow. We'll have a good sense of the, their needs as well. But again, it's and it's also to see as we go through preseason who's sharp and who's ready for the season and who who do you want to trust as you go into all of this. And that's why it's important that you play every minute and you play to win the game because that's what it's going to be like on day one. You, you have uh, Gabriel Peck. I think his last game now with the Brazil U23s is today. Yeah. Uh, may actually be happening as as we were talking. I haven't been able to check scores yet. When do you expect to get him into camp for you? You guys have everything lined up, or is there going to be a, a little bit of time? The uh, the objective is that the day after they complete, he'll immediately get back to Brazil to, oh. to do his, uh, his visa appointment. Uh, still trying to finalize that for as soon as possible. Uh, and then he would be on the plane pretty quickly as soon as he gets his passport back and come. So our hope is that he can be here by next weekend. Uh, he won't make it out to Coachella, but hopefully we can get him in and start getting him settled in so that he has a full week of preparation before we, we enter the season. What we know is he's fit. I mean, they've right. played seven games, I think in this tournament, it's a crazy setup the way they have that tournament down there. But he's played a ton of minutes. I'm more concerned about his fatigue than I am about his fitness. And, right. and But getting him integrated to our group, I don't think it'll take long because I think what we're going to be asking for him is very much what he's used to doing. So I don't think, again, systematically, he's going to have a lot of things to adapt to. 
I think it's just going to be the new environment being away and in a new country, things like that. But on the field, I think he should feel pretty comfortable within what our group is doing. You, you saw uh, Mayu Shida next to Miki Amani again. I think yep. uh, both of those guys go ninety minutes, or or was uh, Miki went like seventy something? Yeah, five. Yeah, I mean he's getting close. I mean we've been progressing him. He probably could have sought out, but he. He arrived a couple weeks later, and he was coming off of a short break, and so we've been just kind of progressing him along. But he's uh, he's been a nice addition, very professional, very clean soccer player. We can use him in different ways. As you saw today, we inverted him inside right. in the midfield, very good in that position. Very is, is that to give ball. more cover for, for defensive mid and, and that type of thing whenever he comes? Because I've seen you use him, I think, a couple times in, in yeah. that way. Well, it's allow us, it allows us to keep our midfielders up in higher attacking positions sometimes, and it keeps keeps us in our control players, if you will, which is our back line, our defensive midfielder, and now our fullbacks. It allows us to keep them into sort of game-controlling positions, counter-pressing positions, and then our top five players can be really our all-out attacking players, which can consistently put pressure on the opposition's back line, overload the back line. We saw it with some, some good success throughout the course of the game. Now, again, when we get ourselves into those really good moments, we need to have better service, better final products, um, Little things like that that I think, again, comes with repetition and it comes with as you as guys get sharper through this process. Is, is there some restlessness now? Is everybody sort of like, okay, can we get to the season? Do you feel that yeah. in the group or, or do you still no. need a couple weeks? You, you want to take the time you have? I, yeah, I do. And I don't think there's restlessness only because we have so many guys that we're reintegrating back into the group that haven't gotten many minutes in right. preseason. And I think those guys know they need to get a few minutes before things start. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement about where we start, how we start with Miami at home in the first game. And it's going to be an incredible atmosphere, incredible crowd. And we know that's there. And so everyone's looking forward to that. But just because, again, we have a solid number of guys that just need to get that those final touches right. and, and get their fitness levels up, I think guys are focused on where we are in the moment and where we need to be in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Anything else for you, Kev? Yeah, last thing. Last year, the schedule, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise. You knew the number of games. Yeah. You knew when they were going to be. But teams are playing 49, 48, 50 games. Um, you guys didn't play that many, but you did have three tournaments you know, to play. Sure. You know what that's going to be like now going into this year. You've experienced it. Does, does that affect the way you build your team? Well, we, we try to build our team with as much quality and depth always as we possibly can. What I think it's was enlightening for us last year was, again, how you utilize rotations. It's it's The quantity of games is one thing, but it's when the games are on top of each other that is really difficult. And last year we had, I think, eight or nine games in May, uh, which we have again this year. And between May and June is when we started to lose guys. And it wasn't in, in July a little bit. And it wasn't so much uh, it's just fixture congestion and so we've got to do a better job and we learned that this year in trying to manage and and our group and sometimes to rotate and make sure that guys don't get overused in certain periods and be more conscientious of that because i do think i mean our injuries were big injuries but they were also just using a lot of guys through those stretches is going to be is going to be important the other thing that happened last year was just you go from these periods of like huge volume of games and then you get to the tournament and if you don't stay in the tournament then you have no games for like three weeks that's also a bad thing because now you're trying to keep guys fit for the month of august let's say when you're not in the in the league's cup anymore and then all of a sudden you arrive and boom games start up again and that's a hard restart as well and that's where we lost one or two guys again last year and that so it's being able to now with the understanding of how this is going to work the ebbs and flows is to try to make sure that we have consistency through it and that we do a good job of getting a balanced roster going through all of these time periods because it is a long haul it's a slog to get to the end Uh, we need to make sure we have a nice balanced approach to all of it 
Perfect. Well, hey, big round of applause for, for LA Galaxy head coach Greg Vanny. Greg? And thank you all for your support and coming out. It's an amazing environment, so thank you. All right, there you go, Greg. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Always interesting to find out about the team, and Greg does a great job of always uh, uh, getting us all the information that we can. We want to uh, welcome up. Uh, we have two Toms for you next, all right? So we're going to start with the LA Galaxy's uh, pre uh, uh, president of business operations, Mr. Tom Braun. So as Tom makes his way up here, big round of applause here for Tom. Tom, good to see you again. How are you doing? I don't get a, I don't get a headset. <laughs> that, you don't, you, you, here, try that. There. Is that better? No, no yeah. Right. You don't, you don't right. get a headset. No, I wish we, I got a headset. Okay. You, this way we can, you know, we have to focus. I think okay. I think that's All what right. it is. Um, no, we were talking before whenever you came up, and and this tournament here is is really sort of your brainchild, or at least something that you've really pushed along. How have you seen it progress? Yeah. So this all started back in 2021, the end of 2021, I think it was October. And the idea was brought to us uh, to host preseason soccer in Southern California. And I said, you know, we always do preseason soccer in Southern California. We're where all the cold weather teams want to come. So uh, the idea was, how can we use a thousand acres uh, in Coachella Valley to create something really special? So in a matter of Two or three months, we were able to get, I think, five MLS teams uh, for the 2022 preseason to come out. And really, uh, a lot of thanks to those teams that came out. They came out sight unseen and had a lot of faith that AEG and the Galaxy was going to put together something really special. And it's really developed into something that you're seeing now. And I like to take credit for it, but we have an amazing team at the Galaxy. Sean Hilton over here runs all of our turf and grounds uh, at Dignell Sports Park. He's a big reason why the grass looks the way it does and the facilities look the way it does. Kara Korber and her team on our business development side, uh, they spent a lot of time getting teams to come out and to um, what you see. Uh, every single day coming out here. So really appreciative that you you took the trip uh, two and a half hours and, and came and watched some good soccer. So really great environment. Yeah, it, it seems like it's, it, and we keep talking, it seems to keep growing every year and sort of changing and, and sort of that thing. So where do, if ultimately, if this is 10 years down the road, what would you like to see out yeah. here at this tournament? Yeah, we started with five teams. We moved into 11 or 12 last year. This year we have 18 teams. So we have 12 MLS teams. We have two USL teams, and we have four NWSL teams. So really proud that we were able to expand to NWSL this year. Uh, but you saw it. The stands were full today. And the hopes is that uh, we continue to expand, add more bleachers, add more stands, get more teams. We got enough land, a 1,000 acres. We could host every MLS team if, if they should want to come. So uh, more and more, we're adding something different. So this year, we broadcast. Uh, so all the games were aired on LAGalaxy.com, which was a, a step up from last year. We weren't able to do that last year. Uh, given the Apple partnership, it was uh, a bit new, and we were trying to get our feet under us with the Apple partnership. So weren't able to broadcast. Really excited we could do it this year, though, and, and continue to improve it. Yeah, it, it seems like it's going to end up being uh, something that everybody's going to want to come to. Let's focus more on the LA Galaxy now and, and sort of your role uh, as the president of business operations. What is your job in terms of placing the LA Galaxy into a competitive side? What do you have to do in order for the operation side or the soccer side of things really to take off? Yeah, we got to do our job. Uh, I think when you come on February 25th against Miami, you're going to see an, a look and feel that's a bit different than maybe what you're accustomed to. We have to create an environment, a sold-out building, every single game so that our players have the opportunity to be successful on the field. So uh, it's been a little while. I think the look and feel of the Galaxy of the you know, Sports Park has kind of been pretty familiar with a lot of people. Our hope is it, it's going to look and feel different. A little different, um, more energy. So, but we need all of our, our fans, and we need a sold-out building to make that happen. 
This is beautiful out here. But I was just wondering, could you not find something like this closer to civilization? I think I celebrated three birthdays <laughs> yeah. on the drive out here. Uh, yeah, but you wouldn't get the mountains in the snow, right? And, and, uh, mountains they, where I live. they had that specially flown in this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah. It, it, it does look like a, like a TV a movie backdrop that's yeah. painted there. Um, when you talk about that first game, a, a lot of people said, oh, look, you're, you're going to sell out the building for sure. It's messy. Mm-hmm. You could have gone to the Rose Bowl. You could have sold that out, SoFi. Mm-hmm. But you wanted to keep that at home. Is that because you wanted to introduce those new bells and whistles and the things yep. you're going to have? Yep. No, we pushed hard. We pushed really hard with the league to get that game uh, in the first place and then to keep that game at Danielle Sports Park. It's important for our fans uh, that they have that game. It makes it a, a home game for us, right? Uh, I think the, the Rose Bowl is great, right? Uh, going there twice probably doesn't feel right, and oftentimes by going to the Rose Bowl, you're kind of betting on one player, right? Right. And uh, the rivalry between LAFC is 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 special, and uh, that that game on itself does really well at the Rose Bowl. But it's important for us, for our fans and our partners, to kick off the season in the right way. Uh, but it was a it was a push. We pushed really hard with the league to get us a Miami game, and then we also pushed really hard to make it our opener. What what are you hoping whenever fans walk into Dignity Health Sports Park? Big round of applause. That's our first applause break. Congratulations, <laughs> All right. Tom. All right. Um, what, what are you hoping that fans sort of see whenever you come in to, to Dignity Health Sports Park? You said a little different, but yep. what do you want them to take away from that? Yep. So um, I guess when you first come in, you'll see that there's new there's new metal detectors, which I know is, is not the sexiest thing to talk about, but we got evolved metal detectors. So taking things out of your pockets, you don't have to do it anymore. You just walk right through like you see at other buildings. So getting people into the building a lot faster so there aren't lines. I'm a big fan of that. Kevin usually has to get strip searched. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not usually the, the thing that gets clapped for, but it's, uh, I think it's an important part of what we're doing. But uh, we're enhancing Soccer Fest. It needed a little bit of a facelift, so a lot of the activations you see at Soccer Fest uh, will look and feel a little bit different. Uh, we are uh, going to replace, I think Will Misselbrook was on, on uh-huh. not too long ago, but we're replacing the uh, Universal Studios crest that's on top of the stadium club. We'll have a really big uh, Galaxy crest up there. So you'll see that on the home opener. Uh, CO2 bursts. Uh, there'll be some, some pyro. Uh, we're doing a DJ stage uh, above Victoria Block to create some extra energy, additional CO2 burst. Uh, you'll see when we score goals, which hopefully we'll score a lot of goals this year, uh, a full takeover, LEDs, ribbon boards, everything will full takeover. We want to create this environment of chaos, right? We score goals and create more energy in the building. Uh, will Misselbrook's doing a great job uh, re, uh, revamping and enhancing our content, right? So the things on the video boards, the, uh, the images, the sound, the music, uh, all that. We want you to feel something different. So that's a hope. And if, if, we, if you don't feel something different, we're not doing our job. We got we to gotta do that. Very good. Uh, I, I think last thing sort of before we let you go is, is what, uh, what are you expecting from the LA Galaxy this year from your side of things? Are you trying to increase sponsorships? Is there going to be what, what, what other things are you sort of doing around the club that, that eventually feeds into this, yeah. To, yeah. to the soccer well, side? Well, we have to be ready and we have to be doing everything to the best of our ability, right? So uh, what Will Koontz and Greg Vanning are doing on the field, uh, we're going to be ready to play on the field and we have to capitalize it uh, on the business side too. So there's no waiting around for for scoring goals and winning games. we got to be ready to go from day one uh, to make sure that uh, winning's a part of it. It's always going to be a part of it. Uh, but the business side is always going to be a part of it, too. So uh, you're going to see both firing at all cylinders, hopefully, from, from day one. A lot of really great positivity for the stuff that, that Will and Greg are doing and just kind of enhance it for them. Right. Well, I, I want to let everybody know that Tom offered to give Kevin and I a tour. Of the, so he, ha, he has his own golf cart because he's that special uh, that he can come around here. But big round of applause for, for Tom Braun. We always appreciate you coming on. Thanks again, Tom. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you being here. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you.
All right, Mr. Tom Braun. All right, from one Tom to the other. Uh, you know him from The Athletic. He's the guy who always breaks news. We're going to find out if he's going to break news right now. That's That was the that was the thing. I doubt it, but we, we you never know. Uh, Mr. Tom Bogert, the mustache himself. Tom, how are you doing, bud? What's going on, fellas? I'm doing good. Thank you. I, I think you have the wrong Tom B up here. I should have given my I, time to him. That was I, I got a note on one of my po- on, on the text, and they're like, both Toms are ready, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, that is. That's sort of how it goes. You, you're out here at Coachella. I know, first of all, we know you flew in, had some in and out, which is always good. That's always important for you. But you're here at Coachella. You sort of see this is your first time here? Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you think of the of, of the tournament and sort of how it how it comes together, right? I think the the best way to describe it is within the first day, even before the games. Right. I was telling my editors, next year I get first priority to come back. Right. Like this has to be every year. Like this is phenomenal. This is a, it's a kind of a good kept secret for people on the East Coast. Like we know about LA, right? Right. I've heard about Palm Springs and right. this kind of Coachella area. This is breathtaking. It's, it's they, they, like I said, they th- they threw in that snow just for you whenever you came in. <laughs> I make feel like I'm like I'm in the winter. Right. You, you watch some of the game, got to sort of peruse around. I know you've been uh, been talking to people at the Galaxy that too. Uh, what do you sort of take from the LA Galaxy in preseason so far? I think uh, if I remember from one of your previews, you're saying missing maybe one more piece, yeah. and if that piece comes in, then there's something there. What What do you think? Yeah. So for me, it, it really is just one piece, and you know, like like Kevin was saying, results matter in preseason like again it's not the most important thing but right. you'd rather win than lose um, but I'm not too concerned because you look at the starting 11 today how many of the, the best available would it be right. Right? like Gabriel Peck's obviously not here they have a DP spot open um, the foundation and spine of this team I like quite a lot um, I think Diego Fagundes if they sign a DP Fagundes will be can play in a bunch of different positions yep um, the back line's a little old but I still rate them and you have Jaywin Neal who's younger obviously Chris Mavinga so really they're one piece away it is an absolutely crucial piece in in being a designated player um, and that's how you win in this league but the group is ready to be taken into the n- another tier if the profile that Will Coons in the front office is looking for is gets done in the near future. Yeah, it, it feels like they're they're on the cusp of that. And I think I think people are sleeping a little bit on the core, right? And, yes. and that's one of the things. I mean, uh, certainly you look at guys like Maya Ishida, you guys look at uh, Miki Yamane was, I think, a really, really good addition. At it was least, awesome today. I thought. Yeah, for what we've seen from some so far. But um, I mean, it, it does feel like that next piece is coming. Um, but uh, wh- what are you what are you hearing about the LA Galaxy and, and looking around rumors wise and everything else? Because I'll tell you and and, and everybody here pretty much knows calm confidence is what I is what I usually get. But there's they're they're trying to make deals right now. Yeah, um, you look around MLS. Apparently, it's not so easy to spend ten million bucks, right? Like it, it took Dallas a little while to get the Peter Musa deal over the line. That was a really good signing. Even the Gabriel Peck deal took a little while, right? And and the Galaxy working on that other DP. As long as the profile, which I, I know that they're looking for, you know, in prime player, right? Uh, a goal dangerous somebody who balances the team really well in that he's going to be playing off the shoulder, a dynamic kind of goal-scoring winger rather than a get-on-the-ball-and-creative player because you have Ricky Pooch. He's a one-man chance creation machine, right? right? You have Diego Fagundes. That's how he likes to play. So you need another player that's going to take, like, play more like a second forward, like a wide forward, right, right. For, with, with Dejan Jovlic. And I think that the balance of the group is going to be really great. Some of the targets, like, and again, I know I've reported on this about Joseph Pansil yep. in Belgium, doing a little bit of research on him myself if you could create in a lab the kind of player that you would want to put next to Ricky Pooch, it'd be him yeah. in terms of his his technical quality, his pace, his, his chance creation, and, and most importantly, goal scoring. 
um, it's exactly who they should be looking for, and I'd be very excited for them if they get it done. Yeah, you, you can sort of see that. Uh, Michael Stevens was walking by here a little bit <laughs> earlier, too. We were picking his brain on some things. So. I was trying to steal his notebook, see what he wrote down. That's I, right. I couldn't get it. He it's, was too strong for me. That's that's how it is. Uh, he, he Mikey's, Mikey's feisty. You got to watch yeah, out. So yeah, for, bulldog. For, for sure. Um, no, I, what do you see, I mean, ceiling-wise, I mean, and, and let's put it for what the, what's on the field now. I mean, <laughs> it's incomplete. Yeah. I think Greg Vanny would agree it's incomplete. Yeah. I think Will Kuntz would agree it's incomplete, right? So I don't think we're saying anything. It's incomplete. Complete, but is this a team that can come out and compete on the first day against Messi and friends whenever they come out? Or, or again, is that piece that important? That it is that important, but early in the season, it's just about survive and advance, be, make it difficult to be beat. I think that was the Galaxy's biggest issue last year is either individual mistakes or, or what have you. Again, like all the context of the injuries is very important, but they were the, the goals conceded were difficult. You know, the, the games were ending up 4-3. Right. And it's just, it's hard to sustain that. So as long as the spine, like with Brugman being back, is going to be really important. My right. Fido getting his first full season a better fullbacks and, and Julian Howday like getting his first full season with the group they're going to be more difficult to beat and that's first and foremost because when you have a player like Ricky Pucci you're going to be able to score goals right even if Gabriel Peck isn't ready on day one and even if a new DP isn't signed over the next two days or whatever right like so that's most important and I do think they have the pieces but long term like you said they're not. I don't think that this team would be in a position to compete without another DP. But again, good news. There's yeah, a DP spot. Open. There's a DP spot open. Right. They're 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 bringing someone out. Yeah. You speaking about the defense? I mean, the number that jumps out to me whenever I think about this team is 67 goals conceded. Yeah. That's just too much. But what's the perspective from afar? Because we're we're all in this, you know, on a Bubble. daily on a daily basis, and we look and we see Will Koontz doing a lot of good stuff. Yep. And it, there seems to be a new energy. There's there's also a honeymoon period. I think with the fans after what happened the beginning of last. Last year, they're looking at Tom Braun. They're looking at the two Wills. They're looking at Greg Vanny, who's on the hot seat because it's the last year of his contract. What does it look like from afar? I think a lot of people here are cautiously optimistic. Is there reason to be optimistic here? Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the best way to put it, like you said, was the honeymoon phase where, you know, preseason in and of itself is a land of optimism, right? Like, I, you can talk yourself in any scenario in a league with so much parity. In addition to there being a new front office and, and positive change in the group, like you bring in somebody who had won trophies with LAFC, right? Right. And, and everything else that they've done. And so it's naturally optimistic. A lot of these deals I've been definitely a fan of, right? Like, so there is reason for optimism. But if you start... Oh, one and five or whatever it is, right? Then, then that kind of quickly turns. But I think from the the glo uh, global, the national landscape is that like, uh oh, like they like let's see Gabriel Peck. That's one of the most expensive deals in league history. Like, oh, he's with the Brazil U twenty threes. Like, this kid must be good. And and then it's, you hear the rumors of the other players that they're trying to sign. It's like, uh oh, like like watch out because when you have the the piece of Ricky Pooch. It's it's so tantalizing for me when I'm looking at it. Like last year, I think I had them as like top of the West, and right. I see that look. Right. I'm stupid. Don't ever to take any advice from me. <laughs> but it's like it, it, uh, Ricky Pooch in and of himself is so alluring that it's like if you have a like if Dan Yogovich plays league average this year, he'll score right. 15 goals, and I think he's better than that, right? But it's just that's it's it's so it's so easy to get attracted to the star power on this team. Well, that, that, I talked to to Dayan yesterday, and he said that's his goal, 15. Oh, is that right? But. It, when you talk about that optimism and you talk about the view from afar, they did get Gabriel Peck. They yep. haven't got paint still yet right. and may not get him. I'm wondering, what, from your perspective, whether that's a, a victory because they're that close to getting those kind of guys, or is it a failure if they don't, if they don't land them? Because we, we've been told that yeah. he's coming. Yes, um, failure if, if it comes, if it doesn't come till the summer. And again, I know that the plan is for now, and it's not for a lack of trying. Like, again, I've reported on Ramon Sosa. Right. Um, from the things I've heard, and not just from sources around here, from sources at other clubs right. that have talked to Tyres in the past, have been like, 
I have no idea why they rejected that bid or like they're ridiculously unreasonable. I've heard a little bit of dishonesty and stuff like that. There, right. there was there was a release clause and it was a little bit murky. They didn't get to the bottom of exactly what the number was and then it expired. So, right. it's, hey, what happened there? Right. Like, so it, it's not for a lack of trying. And again, I know it's boring. I know it's a cliche. Like it, it's it's most important to sign the right player, not the first player. Right. So, again, like. If you take your lumps, if it doesn't happen immediately, that that's not the goal. I'm sure Greg would have wanted him here three weeks ago, yes. right, four weeks ago. Yes. Um, but if if a player like Pastel or, or a mystery designated player comes in and has 10 goals and eight assists in year one, nobody will remember that he missed the first three games. Yeah, it, it's also, I think, it's encouraging to see how they're targeting guys yeah. and, and the, just the overall system. I mean, you've been watching the Galaxy try to sign guys for you know the last couple of years, however long, right? They, it always seems sort of a little roll the dice a yes. little bit, right? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. maybe a pan- we always say panic buy at the end, whether or not it is, it right. feels that way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem to feel that way right now. There's, there's again, calm confidence everywhere that I pay attention to, right? So, <laughs> yeah. And again, the, the profiles that they're looking for, I think, is the most intriguing and, again, the most reason for optimism because even if it's not the direct player, your top choice, if it's within the similar bucket, if it's it, it makes it much more controllable that all right one two three rather than I think this player is good oh but if right. we don't get him maybe we can get a, a center forward or, or maybe this person like like I don't know like Douglas Costa to maybe Panso or Douglas right. Costa to Gabriel Peck is is going to be a world of difference so right. again I, I think honeymoon phase overly optimistic but I, they still deserve the benefit of the doubt going forward well we want to let you go because we know you're going to want to <laughs> go over and cover the other game um, but we appreciate you stopping by as always go follow Tom Bogart on Twitter all right he's one of the best followers are you going over to the other game yeah because you're going to break about three signings on your way over it is a long walk awesome there you go Tom Bogart oh oh I already muted you I'm sorry I'm, I'm too quick on the trigger so uh, Tom Bogart doing a great job no I, I mean we've talked about this you know a whole bunch just in terms of you know the optimism but you know the optimism ends sort of on february 25th so um you know it's it's sort of it starts to come right now results are starting to matter uh one of the guys who is going to uh going to be certainly under the gun for all this is uh, is will Kuntz, uh and we're going to have him joining us here as he as he walks over he's really tall so he takes up a lot of room as he uh as he walks over but we'll get will in here uh, and so, uh, yeah. Maybe some of you don't know this. He won an, uh, a national title in basketball in college, and won a World Series ring with the Yankees. This is your third sport. You're slumming it here in soccer. No, this is the this is the global sport. Right? I've been working my way up. Yeah, <laughs> basketball to baseball. Now I finally made it. I don't. I don't know why. I think we were talking once. You said your dad's still confused about the move, right? He's sort of like you were with the Yankees and 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 you're in Major League Soccer now. I mean, you know, he uh, he was shaking Bud Selig's hand on <laughs> on the Fox broadcast, and and he grew up in Harlem across the street from uh, Yankee Stadiums. So right. He's a big baseball guy. So I, he's a little confused, but I, he's he's watching soccer now at least. Okay, good. You got you got him into it, and you sent him a Galaxy jersey and everything, right? He's he's, he's all set up. Okay. Um, let's talk about this offseason. Obviously, we know. You guys have been busy, uh, as as Tom said, and I've heard this uh, sh- shouted before. It's hard to give away ten million dollars sometimes, isn't it? It feels that way. Yeah, listen, every deal is a little bit different. Every negotiation is different. Prices change, you know, week to week, month to month. Sometimes goal to goal, right? Um, and so you're trying to manage a lot of different things, and you also don't want to get too siloed in one conversation, right? right? So if you get too locked in on one player, then you feel like, all right, we got to chase this guy to the ends of the earth. So try to keep a a wide, broad net, uh, and and the winter is also a very inefficient market to be shopping in. Right, it's the it's the sort of secondary window in the global market, and so you're really talking about players who are either you know critical to their teams and therefore very expensive, or guys who are surplus and maybe not in form or injured or they're not quite as good. So, 
uh, I think uh, credit to our guys, Mikey and Gordon and Joe, they've done a really good job uh, you know, helping me navigate everything that's out there. Yeah, it, it feels like that. And, and I think Tom and I were talking about targeting the specific guys, right? It's not necessarily having the name, but having all of the attributes that you want in, in some of these guys. That feels like that's come a long way in a short amount of time for the Galaxy that maybe didn't have that capability not too long ago. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of a function of just having a little more faith in our fans. You know, and trusting them that that they will appreciate somebody who comes in and wins games and scores goals, and uh, they don't necessarily care who it is. Right. You know, we you know, Galaxy have always been a team of taking big aggressive swings and and have signed star players. I think Gabriel Peck is a star player. Right. Um, and I think signing a guy like that is a big swing. So, uh, but I think it's really trusting our our fans and our supporters to know that uh, the most important thing is winning. And if guys come in and, and perform like we think they will, that, that everything will take care of itself. Do you feel, in a perfect world, would you have already had that other designated player here and in camp? Yeah, and in a perfect world, you know, Gabriel Peck would already have his P visa to come here and work. But uh, you know, we are we're in MLS. We're we're far from a perfect world. But right. I, um, I'd rather be where we are now than have had to rush to shoehorn something in sooner. Right. So I think. Uh, you know, we've had a good plan. I think we're in the, the final stages of getting everything wrapped up and uh, would be very excited about what I think we're going to have you know, to open up the season. That'll, that'll be interesting. I know you also have a U22 spot available that's sort of out there as well. Is that something that you have to have right now? Is that something you can fill in the summertime as you talk more efficient maybe in the summertime? Yeah, definitely not something we need to have right now. You know, we also have some some salary budget balancing to to do in the short term, and so you know, U twenty two players, uh, while their their acquisition costs don't count against the cap, there's still a little cap hit there. So right. We've got some uh, you know creative MLS accounting to do in our end first, but you know, it's my earlier point about the summer window being a, a more efficient place to to be active. Right. And if we have a group now that we really feel confident in and, and feel like has the depth and, and quality we need, then we don't feel pressed to make a move. Uh, Joseph Payne still coming to the LA Galaxy? Who? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> It's okay. I, th I, th I thought I would try. You know, it's one of those. Um, no, I, you guys have gone through the development sort of the, of this roster. You've sort of seen it. You got your core players, Miki Yamane, in there next to Yoshida. Kasaris was back here today. Is are things sort of shaping up now on the field as you guys had them on paper to sort of start with? Yeah, definitely. We have a few guys who are you know coming back from some knocks and some injuries, and that's you know always normal at this time of the year. Uh, but everything is you know trending in a, a positive direction. You know, the way I say is. Everybody who's working with the trainers now was, was sort of scheduled to be working with the trainers before, so no new injuries coming in. Um, you know, knock, knock on some wood. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, the guy that he mentioned, Joseph Payne, so I don't know, you should check him out. He's really good. You might want to... I'll let you spell it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that name's been out there, some other names, Sosa. Uh, you did get Gabriel Peck. That's a huge signing, a lot of money, one of the you know most the, the biggest signings in MLS history. But you did mention other guys um, during the preseason. If those guys don't land, how do you look at that Success Successful winter or unsuccessful because you didn't get everything you wanted? Uh, no, I think with everything we've added so far, uh, we've, we've really made the group a lot better, right? So that could be, uh, you know, Mickey Amane or on the other side, John Nelson, who just comes with a wealth of MLS experience and is still in a prime age. Uh, John McCarthy brings some really good veteran leadership and experience. You know, Miguel Barry is a guy who's been around for a long time but works really hard. He's a big body up top. And even, you know, a guy like a draft pick uh, like Tucker Lepley is, I think, really surprised in camp. So I, I feel really good about the and, – and obviously Gabriel Peck we talked about. So the, the types of players we brought in, the guys we brought in, I, I think have made the group a lot better. 
Right. Um, and let's just say we'd, we'd only gotten in our, our DPs, we'd still be sort of hurting for the lack of the rest of the, the rounded out roster depth. How does it feel right now? Because there is this, as we talked about with Tom, there is this honeymoon period. It, it just feels like everything is is going in the right direction. You haven't played a game yet, though, a game that counts. Um, that could all end on the 25th. I mean, did, how, how does the mood feel around the team? Uh, the mood around the team, I think, is is really optimistic. I mean, the reality is everything's great until you, you lose a game. Uh, but, you know, I think for a lot of different reasons, everybody was ready to turn the page on 2023. And, you know, knowing that we have guys who are going to be healthy, knowing that we have guys who are coming in who are going to be added to the group, um, I think has has brought a lot of excitement towards it. Well, I, I was going to say, looking at everything that we've sort of seen out here, maybe a little thinner at striker than you wanted to be just to start with. Is there thoughts about trying to find sort of that veteran striker? Is that more possibly a summer move if if you were going to? And I I know there's lots of hopes pinned on Dayon too, but seeing you know an early injury that type of thing, and then seeing Barry in there and, and knowing that that's kind of it right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the the types of players that we're targeting have positional versatility. Right. And so, you know, uh, the ability for maybe some guys who play on the wing to play a little more centrally, you know, potentially tweak the formation, which we've done in the past right. to use two guys centrally. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do uh, in that respect, but it's contingent on having guys who can play across the front three in a few different spots. And so that's why that's also been a priority for our, uh, you know, DP targets this offseason. Kevin, anything else for Will before we let him go? I you said at one point that your goal in soccer was always to have this job at the Galaxy, the big club, um, the five stars. This is where you wanted to be. You're here now for a year. How's it feel? It feels great. I went to dinner with a few guys last night, and I said, man, if you if you told me a year ago that this is where I'd be, uh, you know, in Coachella in, in mid-February, I would have I would said, you know, pinch me, I'm dreaming, right? Um, yeah, my... Uh, my goal of working here stemmed back from when I was working at the league office in 2014, and I came out. You know, the Galaxy were one of the teams I worked with. Bruce Arena was uh, was the coach, and you know, Bruce took a lot of time and talked to me. And then I just remember walking out. I went to a game on a Saturday night, and then just you, know, you walk out into to 184. You see those palm trees, and you see the lights lit up, you know, right? Blue and yellow. And you're just like, man, this is. This is L.A., right? And this couldn't be anywhere but L.A. Right. And obviously there's a lot of similarities, I think, between the Galaxy and, and the Yankees when I started working there. So uh, it just felt always you know, at home and, and something that I, I saw for myself. Well, good luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll be uh, talking to you and getting you on the podcast here a little bit down the road after you get that next DP in. So no pressure or anything, right? <laughs> I already got it from Tom. This, you know, I'm sure. Today, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. Very good. Everybody, a big round of applause. L.A. Thanks, Galaxy guys. General Manager, Will Coots. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it. All right. So, um, yeah, there you go. See, you can do that and cough. It's, uh, you can also move the microphone up. We're teaching Kevin how to broadcast live today, so it's his, it's his first time. Um, no, it, you know, obviously, you look at the LA Galaxy and we talk about it. You want to talk about worries or concerns that you have if you're an LA Galaxy fan. It's not seeing the results that you've seen so far, right? Still looking at the defense. I'll say this, though, through 70 minutes, and I think Greg was pretty spot on with this, is that the LA Galaxy look like a solid defensive unit for the most part. Uh, Kossaris coming in and certainly him coming off an injury is really important and making it back as Jalen Neal still out with his injury. Um, so until you can get Jalen back, you know, Kossaris is sort of going to be that guy. And then the fact that you have the veteran leadership of Kossaris, you have Yoshida back there. Quite honestly, Miki Yamane as well on the veteran leadership side of things is is huge as well because uh, Yamane, and, and we're, I think I was discussing this earlier, but Yamani is one of those guys who has so much um, 
so much uh, experience playing at you know sort of the upper levels of the uh, of the J League that you're going to see him come in here and sort of slip in and it's, he's going to go on notice for you because he looks like he's in place and doing all that stuff. So it's uh it's really important to sort of watch those progressions. And as we're watching the whole, let's not have 67 goals, let's not give up 67 goals for the LA Galaxy, which is certainly a, a, a good thing to look at. Um, it's one of those things that you have to watch. That's where the progression is going to be. It's going to be on the defensive side of things that you're really going to see things. Um, I think you, you also looking at the midfield, seeing Ricky Pouge get healthy, that's going to be important. Um, you're going to look in and see uh, some of the guys like D, uh, Diego Fagundes, who was here earlier. He is an integral part to this team. Um, and the big reason why is he can play so many positions and play them well. So watch how he fits in, even with designated player like Gabriel Peck coming in right now for that slots Fagundes over on as the opposite, right? And if we do that again, we can come in and say, okay, even when the next DP, whether that's paint solo or whoever else comes in, there is going to be the ability to sort of uh, be able to plug Diego Fagundes in where there's problems, where there's leaking, all that sort of thing. So um, we're happy to do that. You okay? You alive? Yeah, want to bring in one more guest? Let's, let's bring in uh, Alex Ruiz, uh, the Galactic Tribune. Alex has been guesting and uh, recently got called up uh, by, by Corner of the Galaxy to fill, on, uh, fill in on Thursday nights. Is that Alex, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, Josh. Kevin, how are you guys doing today, man? You know, it was uh, it's a lot hotter than I thought it was going to be. I probably should have wore shorts. I was I was thinking about it. I just didn't want to. The legs are still in winter mode. They're still a little white and look, pasty, look. right? Alex comes up and everybody leaves. What's I, going this, on? He scared everybody away. That's what happens. He's, he's <laughs> Sorry still about young. That. Yeah, no problems. You made him sound like he's coming up from M- MLS Next Pro. That's basically what that's, that's it. No, he's yeah. it, this is the big leagues here. So, Alex, I mean, you got to watch the game. You got to watch. We, you and I were talking on Thursday night, just looking at the Charlotte game and sort of how they played. Similar in fashion, actually, to this game, seeing some guys stretch some fitness. What did you take from uh, from the match today? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting match because at the start of the game, right, Galaxy were on a defensive there. They gave up the ball early. Um, but yeah, they really started to build into the game, had a lot of control of the game. I thought this was a game that they should have won. There right. was definitely a lot of chances there. Um, Austin were not the better team. Uh, Scoreline's very deceiving on that. But yeah, I was really, really liking what I saw from the Galaxy. Obviously, great to see Martin Caceres back out there. Right. Daniel Aguirre out there, who Greg Vanny's called the Swiss Army Knife for this midfield. Right. Like, he can play any position he wants them. But yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, sucks Ricky Pooja wasn't able to play today, but um, besides that, I mean, this team's still growing, getting fitness, and that's all that matters as uh, Messi and friends. Yeah, it, it feels like there's optimism. You know, I always feel like, as Kevin rightfully pointed out, we're in a bubble a lot of times, and so you start started hearing this stuff, and you repeat it over and over again in your head. Um, you know, for me, I think there's still some question marks around the offensive side of things, and we saw it again today. Getting into positions, not finishing. Certainly, uh, looking at Diego Fagundes and his history within the league, you're going to expect that in the season, those are going to start hitting the back of the net. So I don't know you're worried. There should be con- some concern with Miguel Berry in there. There should be some concern that Dayan Jovalich isn't in there, right? I mean, this is that we're not dreaming of these problems right now. Yeah, I mean, right after you guys talked to Greg, we got to talk to him over there, and he mentioned that with Miguel Berry, he wants him to be more of a forward than more of a guy playing within the buildup. And I think we're seeing a lot of that with Miguel Berry. Um, also, too, with uh, you know Diego Fagundes. He's an MLS veteran. He's done this for years now. Um, I mean, we're expecting him to really take that leap after coming in mid-season, out of the blue. Right. Um, we also got to talk to Gino Vivi after the game. And he said that right now the team's now starting to focus a lot more on the offensive side of things, getting their offensive tactics going, really starting to build up a little bit better and be a bit more dangerous on the offense. Obviously, some pieces aren't here yet, but I mean, I think right now is the perfect time to really start working on that. Yeah, looking at Gino Vivi had the goal today. Um, a really nice play, by the way, back post ball. Um, Miguel Berry was actually under it to sort of head it, um, and then Vivi called him off and then just hit a full volley into the into the back of the net. So, um, like to see his progression. 
when we think about that, though, Gino Vivi isn't a starter whenever this comes on February 25th. So it's nice to have that as a backup, but that doesn't seem like the Galaxy are going down that path. Is it, do you feel similar to, to Lepley? Is there any spot for him? Because as good as he's played, and you want to reward good, good play, as good as he's played, it doesn't feel like there's a spot for him. Yeah, like I said on Thursday's podcast, I think he's kind of in no man's land where like he I feel like he's a bit too good for the MLS next pro level, but at the same time he's not going to be a starter in MLS especially for the Galaxy. So he's kind of going to be a bench player and I think he can be a good utility guy, a little bit more offensive minded and I think the Galaxy might need that since there really isn't much depth right. in the midfield, right? When it comes to those attacking midfielders or players who have attacking tendencies. So I, I really like what I've seen from Lovely so far. I think he's a great prospect. I mean, they kudos to the galaxy for getting him out of the second round um being able to notice talent in him so i think that he could you know be a good vital piece on the bench i'm not expecting much from him right. with an mls play but off the bench guy i can i think that's a realistic goal that we can see in 2024 is it kevin I'll, kevin i'll ask you this too and both of you can answer this is it a failure for this la galaxy team if they leave coachella without a win does that matter Kevin? yeah yeah i think it does i think you need to at this point a week ago wasn't as important. At this point, you need to get rewarded for those efforts. I think you need to feel good about yourself. Right. It's a mental thing. Physically, they, they you know, they're going to get better. Guys are going to heal. You got the angle. Fagundes already going ninety minutes. That's fine. But mentally, you need to feel what winning feels like. Yeah. What do What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, they haven't won a game yet this entire preseason. That's you correct. have to at least win one game, win something. You know, that feeling of confidence can go a long way, especially when you have you know big names like Messi, Busquets, Suarez coming to Dignity Health Sports Park on the twenty fifth. We'll, we'll see how many of those guys yeah, actually we'll make exactly it. Yeah, we'll see exactly how many do yeah, make it. Yeah. But, you know? but, but having said that, when you go back and look at, at all MLS teams, you'll see a, a team that doesn't win a game in the preseason and they win Supporter Shield. And you see another team that goes unbeaten in the preseason and they don't make the playoffs. So it really, you know, in May and June, we're going to forget this. But the right. start of the season is important. But I wanted to ask you what you think about Jovalich because it seems to me that Jovalich has been saying for a number of years, look, I'm the guy. Start me. I can. I'm not a bench player. I can score a lot of goals. He told me yesterday he thinks this year he'll score 15, and everything's being set up for him. We're bringing in the team's bringing in wingers. Everything's set up to deliver the ball to him in the box. Um, what do you? Th and there's no backup. I mean, I know Barry is there, but it's pretty much his show. What do you think? Do you think he's ready for that? Is there too much pressure being put on one guy? Yeah, when I look at Jovalich, the one thing that I saw last year that I think really affected him was, was confidence, right? Before last year, right, we saw Jovalich saying, I'm the future of the galaxy, right? These comments saying that, you know, he can fill those boots. And I think last year, right, there was a lot of pressure with Chicharito, you know, being out for the entire year. I mean, at the start of last season, he was called up to Serbia's national team for the Euro qualifiers, and he scored some goals there. Yep. So there's additional pressure to, you know, still remain in that picture. Now, I think, you know, he's just got to get it all right mentally because the skill is there. We've seen it. Those goals, you know, he's not just the tapping guy who's going to, you know, one simple touch it and there's a goal. No, he's got the quality to score from outside the box. I mean, we saw that in that playoff game against LAFC a couple of years ago, right, where he came off the bench the last couple of minutes of the game and he scored that goal. So I think right now, uh, Jovalich can be that player. We've seen that talent. I just think that it's about confidence, him being able to, you know, have the confidence of his teammates, the chemistry with everybody else, you know, the new guys coming in like Gabriel Peck. I think he could genuinely be a quality player in MLS. And, you know, like Tom Bogart said earlier, right? If he can just be league average, right. that'll be good enough. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. And I think that's one of the reasons it's been set up this way. I think Greg Vanny sees the same thing you do. And it's a roll of the dice. Hey, you know, you want confidence? We're putting everything on you. You're the guy. Be confident. Go out there and do it. The LA Galaxy thinks you're the guy. If he's not the guy, that backfires because there's no plan B. And by the way, he scored two goals this fall for the Serbian national team. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's beginning to raise his profile internationally, too. 
Yeah, it's it seems sort of that he's he's coming into that own. But I mean, that's going to be it. It, it. The success for the LA Galaxy, especially early on, is going to be Dayon Jovlic, how they feed him, how they work, working Gabriel Peck into things as well. So a lot of stuff. Uh, Star studded, by the way, out here today. I don't know if you know Phil Anschutz was out here today. Um, he was he was around the LA Galaxy and apparently has been for the last couple of days um, visiting with the team. So he was here. Uh, Dan Beckerman was out here today as well. So Dan was paying attention to things going on. Obviously, I had Will Koontz and the entire uh, front office was was out here earlier today, looking checking on guys and sort of no, doing they, that they stuff. Weren't, they weren't checking out. They were here because we're here because of the podcast. Yes, yeah. I know. That's why. That's what we figured that they would they would do. But um, yeah, some some really interesting stuff. Alex, uh, the Galactic Tribune. You can go subscribe to him. One of the best sources of LA Galaxy news. So make sure uh, you you subscribe to that. Big round of applause for Alex Ruiz. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Alex is great, and I think you're going to find him more and more on Corner of the Galaxy as this year goes around. Uh, we'll wrap up the show. The sun is bright. It's hot. Um, and we got through all of our guests that we wanted to do. So, Kevin. Stick around, everybody. Taylor Swift will be here. Kevin, Kevin's going to sing karaoke. That's really <laughs> what the, the next thing is that, that comes up. But, um, no, we want to thank the LA Galaxy for having us out. I told them I was going to sound like a shill uh, because they haven't paid me, so I'll, I'll point that out. But uh, when you come out here to this event, this, it, to me, is one of the coolest things that you can have. It's like it's spring training baseball it's now spring training soccer and so you sort of get out here and you get up close you get the interactions you can hear the players yelling at each other which is always fun um and you get that experience and it's nowhere else you can do it so we're very happy that they invited us out here today and we're, we're glad that we could come out and, and share this with you and, and i wish you guys could see the view from up here because there's so many different galaxy jerseys it's really kind of cool i thought you were going to talk about the snow back there but that, that, that's, that, cool that's too. fake that, that, that's fake that's a painting that's very good but um no we want to thank you guys for, for your support executive producer herb who we talk about all the time is here here today as well and so big round of applause for herb uh one of our biggest ones if you see these wonderful uh you know funkos up here herb gifted those to the to the podcast so herb's awesome the only other person who has a jersey somewhat like mine so um we always appreciate it and we appreciate all of you guys coming out and supporting us whether that's on live shows or whether it's saying hi at halftime and by the way halftime of games please top of section 108 we'll be there um kevin usually whenever he right comes to games yeah right at the bottom of the stairs we'll come down and we'll drag kevin out there so he can say hi to you as well and alex is usually there we'll get him to start visiting now. He's been getting a lot of pressure to already come down, so we'll do it. So, um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover here? Or I didn't have anything to say when I got here. That's usually the case for you on this podcast. Well, uh, again, we want to thank the LA Galaxy, Diego Fagundes, Greg Vanny, uh, Tom Braun, uh, Tom Bogert, and then, of course, uh, LA Galaxy General Manager Will Koontz for coming on, and the LA Galaxy for, for arranging all that. So that way it was easy and seamless. Uh, and a big round of applause for all of you. Thank you for coming out here and joining with us. We're, we're excited to be here. So, uh, without much further ado, uh, let's go ahead and end this show the best way that we can. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Kevin Baxter, it is on at KBaxter11 and, of course, LATimes.com. If you're looking for me on Twitter, that's at Jay Guessman or at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. We thank everybody for coming out here for a live show live from the Coachella Valley Invitational. We hope you have a safe drive back home. Can't wait to see you out there on February 25th when the LA Galaxy take on Inter-Miami. All right. Everybody have a wonderful day from live. Uh, Live here at Coachella in our little corner of the galaxy. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, 
Goodbye, everybody.